0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hey,
1: Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. The Cubs lose another one to the Diamondbacks. 10-6 Friday afternoon at Wrigley Field. The wind howling out. At the Friendly Confines, Luke Stuckmeyer here with Cody Del Mendo. Mr. Kyle Williams in the building for the day. Cody, also known as Cody Delmetrix in the sabermetrics world by some people. He's so analytical. Since Tuesday. Since Tuesday. Since Tuesday. He now has a new name. Uh, <laughs> listen, this we went into this game, and it was funny. I was driving in, and I was listening to the pregame show on the radio, and they were talking about uh, Ron Coomer was like big advantage to the Cubs. Diamondbacks have a pitcher who's never pitched at Wrigley Field. When the wind's blowing out like this, Cubs have a guy who's been there, done that many times. It did not work that way. Instead, uh, Kyle Hendricks went out and gave up four home runs for the second time in his career. Some of them wind-aided. Some of them were hit pretty hard. Uh, and in general, just uh, catching too much of the plate on a day where the wind was blowing out at Wrigley Field. And you, it kind of had that feel very early on that it wasn't going to go well, Cody
2: uh yeah, it's not great. uh no spin zones today. we stinks again, uh Carlos Zambrano, me, all of us, whatever uh yeah, it just sucks. three straight losses after you won four straight what what can I say? This is what this team is uh, if you want me to
0: just admit it, there you go. a very somber tone today, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, no. all right. Cody rides the highs and the lows. today is the lows. Yesterday it was the
0: lows. It's
2: tough when in the last 10 years the most home runs hit by an opponent by at Wrigley Field were today's the Diamondbacks and then that brutal game against the White Sox in the 2020 pandemic season. Like I don't know, man. Like even when the even when the like conditions benefit the Cubs, we they just find a way to not take advantage i know this roster is not like past rosters but man like some of them it just looked like they hit some lazy fly balls and i mean that was the kind of day it was at wrigley field man yeah and like the cubs just did not take advantage of the conditions and uh you know it is just one game but at the same time it's like you would have wished that you could have got a little, you could have got a better effort from kyle hendricks we've seen Kyle Hendricks perform very well in these types of conditions before and it's usually when he has great command and he's inducing a lot of soft contact on the ground and he did not have that today 42% hard hit percentage yeah like it's it's just not it's just nothing from this game really that leaves you thinking optimistically i mean the offense showed up a little bit but you know Chris, Christopher Mor- Morrell had the home run, which is good if you're thinking about the future. Um, you know, I shit on Patrick Wisdom yesterday. Today, it's a homer, of course, <laughs> in typical fashion. Um, you know, I thought Robert Gesellman had a nice couple innings, even though he gave up a homer, but who wasn't giving up a homer today? Um,
1: so, yeah, I mean... Fergie Jenkins is the only guy who didn't give up a home run yeah, today. That's Fer- the way it felt.
2: I mean, this is... This, the inning where Marquis was interviewing Fergie Jenkins, like not even a half inning, like a full fifth inning, which nothing against Fergie. Like it's obviously his day. I have no, nothing against the fact that they did it. It's just more of the fact that when they are interviewing him, that's when the Diamondbacks really just pelted all these homers against the Cubs. <laughs> and the broadcasters kind of ignored that it was happening. <laughs> like Like that sums up the 2022 Cubs. Like this is what you get deal with it. <laughs> like that, that's just, that's some, like that inning summed up the season to me. Like, it's just like, you can't have nice things. So even on a day where we're supposed to be celebrating a legend, the, the inning that they decide to interview him in the diamondbacks yeah. decide to, Oh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's hit some fly balls and they'll probably
1: <laughs> fly out of here. I thought Rojas was going to hit five home runs today. <laughs> yeah. It three. seemed like we're every single eight. time he came up, the ball was flying out of the ballpark. Right. Um, you know, and Kyle, I, we went into this series talking about, you know, consecutive series wins and, and the winning streak was going. And I said, listen, this is big. You've got Stroman, Hendricks, Steele, Miley. And this is the first time you've had your real, like, you know, assuming like once you knew Al's Alive was not going to be a right. part of it for a while. You had your four guys, your four horses ready to go in a row. One, two, three, four. And I was excited to see what that would present for the Cubs. So far, Stroman and Hendricks weren't able to do it. And, you know, that's, that's kind of the part that hurts the most if, if I'm looking at it objectively. Like, it's, it's not that the offense only had eight hits when the wind was blowing out, because we kind of know that this offense is going to have a lot of off days yeah. and a lot of inconsistency. It's not a potent offense. But you went with your ace and your co-ace against the Diamondbacks team that's in last place, and uh, neither one of them was good enough and, and previous outings, like, you know, Stroman before going on the COVID list was spectacular. Hendricks has been really good the last two starts, but this was a chance to go back to back to back, four guys. And the first time you can get them like that, those two guys can't come through and you lose two games to the Diamondbacks. That part I think is disappointing.
0: Yeah, that's, it's very disappointing. I think for a team like the Cubs who, outside of those two guys that you just named, Stroman and Hendricks, it's a lot of, game to game we'll see how these guys perform you want to take advantage of these opportunities to like okay it's win day let's let's go get a win with stroman on the mound you have hendrix who's been here for a while let's go get a win but it's just that's what makes performances like today hurt. i i get it with the win conditions and everything but you you gotta win these games because you don't know what steel is gonna get you on a game-to-game basis you don't know really what way miley's gonna get you on a game-to-game basis but these two are supposed to be your pillars of the rotation, the constants, and to lose their two starts, it's it makes it hurts more. Yeah, hey, you know, I think we can give
2: Strowman a little bit of a pass for sure. All things yeah. considered, and again, the conditions today were awful. I don't know, like, I don't. I, it would have been interesting to see someone like, you know, an elite pitcher out there, like. Kyle Hendricks, we know what Kyle Hendricks is. He's a
1: pitch-to-contact guy, yeah. which is tough when the wind is just howling out. Exactly. The, like, yeah. if you're – some of those are supposed to be fly balls for a pitch-to-contact guy. Yeah. He needed more ground balls today. For sure.
2: Man. And I'm, I'm not even really sticking up for him. I'm just kind of like – just being real. Like, yeah, the, the type of pitcher he is sucks on a day like today. Uh, and that's just kind of the story of the Cubs. Like they just don't have – like, they don't have the big – the big uh, you know prospect up yet like it'd be interesting to see how Killian would do in these types of situations with the velocity that he has on top of the breaking pitches right and that day will come but on a day like today and Kyle Hendricks leaving pitches up not inducing a lot of soft contact or ground balls it's just like I don't think it would have mattered what team they played this is probably what we would have got. so that is what it is man and It's hard to, it what if what I guess in a way for me like what bothers me about Hendricks today is like he had been pretty good his last couple starts right he had the almost shutout he had five and two thirds in Arizona last Friday and then this game comes and I understand he's he's never been in like the ace even though he basically in the rotation has been like slated as their number one but like this like this is what we get from Kyle Hendricks year in and year out he's you're gonna get a real a lot of really good ones and then you're going to get some that you, that leave you frustrated like today. So
1: it is what it is. It's all the command it's fastball command, it's breaking ball command, changeup command like he when he can't hit that spot and it floats over the plate a little bit, it's that's when it's bad news if if you're not throwing in the mid 90s like a lot of guys are now in baseball. I love to watch Kyle Hendricks pitch, but when he doesn't have his command and he can't control that spot to be exactly where he wants it yep. it's, it's bad news for him and and you multiply that when you get the wind blowing out at Wrigley Field yeah um you know I, I was looking at the chat David says you know a bunch of bi- different people are saying this just isn't a team that's going to win yeah. a ton of games are saying 60 to 70 uh David is pointing out Rivas needs a break he's in a big rut Over for four two whiffs big strike three left on them. base uh yeah and he is. That that's true. Like we're seeing a lot of guys go through cycles of not playing great right now. Like the offense is certainly struggling. And but you know what? The same was true of the Diamondbacks coming into this series and they feasted today. So that there's opportunities in a series to try and get things rolling and, and the snowball going downhill for you and the Cubs need that pretty badly right now for the offense. Yeah, I mean, I think
2: for the Cubs offense, like, what they're really missing right now, like, I think it it probably doesn't really change much, but, like, let's be real. We'd all feel a lot better with that lineup if Nico Horner was in it right now. You know what I mean? Like, and that's nothing against Vargas or Simmons or VR or whatever. Like, let's be real. Nico Horner is better than all three of those guys, and – Defensively, offensively, yeah, the lineup would look better with Nico Horner in it, just would. And uh, so that, I mean, I'm not saying, like, injuries are playing a big factor. They've had a lot of injuries this year. We saw how injuries affected them from the pitching side, and we've seen how injuries have affected them on in the lineup. I mean, with Nico being out and even Magical being out too. Like, yeah. there's there's just, this is what the Cubs have, and they just have to play with And, like, that. that just kind of goes back to just, Coming in the year, we knew that they didn't have a lot of depth. And we knew that if they were going to win games, they were gonna need everything to go right for them. And yeah. today, if there was any positive, it was the fact that they, you know, were able to put up more runs than they had the last couple of days, but this couldn't get the big hit again. Rivas, you know, bases jack and just can't even put the ball in play. I mean, they two outs anyway, but like He's a guy who's a contact. We've talked about when he had that huge hit against the Padres last week. We were like that going into that at bat, we were like, that's the guy we want up there because he just takes the he's he he just makes the point to put the bat on the ball and see what happens, right? And this time he didn't do it, it was just one time. But yeah, he is kind of in a rut and I don't know if you need to give him time off. I mean I still think him and Frank platooning at first base is fine. Like for what the Cubs have right now, it, I mean, who else are you going to play there, right?
1: Right. Well, M- Morel can play almost everything. Which yeah. I mean to I find mean, out,
2: you know, we did. That's our- another thing, Morel. Oh, I already mentioned him, but like, yeah, I mean, it's just with Rivas. To me, it's it's he's the he's young enough to where I feel like even when he's in a rut or adjusting, whatever, you got to get him the at bats. The more at bats he gets, the better for the future.
1: I saw a name on the chat the other day that I had totally forgotten about, and it was, you know, you talk about the last rebuild for the Cubs and early on and stuff. Junior Lake was the name that came across there, like how excited people were by Junior Lake, like early on when he came up. And that's, you know, that just speaks to the small sample size and how you can get attached to someone quickly if they do well at the major league level. Like it's way too early to say Morrell's going to be this or that, but – You like his flexibility. You like that, you know, we've seen him now play third base, second base, center field. He's got two home runs. Like, he's off to a great start. Um, You know, two weeks ago, we were saying great things about Rivas. It's just they're very small sample sizes, and so you need to wait and see how this plays out over the whole season. Some of the guys won't even continue to get opportunities, and others will do well enough that we may get to see them for the whole season, but I'll be interested to see – uh, who those guys are at the end of the season, that out of that group of either guys that are around 30, you know, that probably aren't pieces of the core moving forward, uh, who ends up at least getting opportunities to, to be a part of something or part of some other team moving forward, and then which of the young guys will get, show you enough that they do have a, a place in the future, whether it's as a core piece or as a complementary piece um, or as a piece that's, you know, bouncing between the minor leagues and and major leagues. I mean, that's still a valuable part of a team. It's just not, you know, I think everybody's waiting to see Baez and Bryant and Rizzo come up. And so far, you know, those guys position player-wise have not come up you know maybe one of those guys develops into something like that uh if you're lucky if you're fortunate if they continue to play well but the really the players that you've seen that are more likely to be and and I'm not a, I'm not a scout I'm just saying just my eyeball test would tell me that guys that are more likely to stick around right now have been the guys in the bullpen
2: yeah yeah no I I completely agree and and I think we'll see more I don't wanna say they could be the potential of what Javi Baez, Anthony Rizzo and, and Chris Bryant were for the Cubs over their tenures, but you know, the way Nelson Velazquez is is hitting in triple in A ever since he got the call there is is very encouraging. Had a huge Arizona fall league last year. Like he has he's kinda of came on the scene out of nowhere. Obviously Brennan Davis we thought or I thought we would see him earlier, but the injury and the fact that he just did not start off this season in triple a very well has honestly it's been a real damper because in my eyes if we go all the way back to when i stupidly said this team could win 87 games i was thinking you know maybe brennan davis starts off hot in iowa and he plays so well that the cubs are just kind of forced to call him up because people are going to want to see him and they're going to be desperate for someone to latch on to and well that didn't happen no and like it now we're at a point where what what is there excited to be about this team and it, it's like every day we're talking about whether it's the bullpen you know Steele has a great start or whoever and then you know now it's morel last week it was rivas and either way it's like there's no consistent one maybe Seiya is that guy i know he didn't play today but like and even ian Hap, but like Brennan Davis would have been a great like it would have been fun to watch him come up and see what he could do and like that's that's a real damper that how his season has started is is what's led to this and like that, that's kind of like what happens if you rely on your farm system to quote unquote compete so this is what it is i you know i i am at the point where we we are going to see what happens the rest of these last 2 months and I'm on the board with everyone in the chat every day who's like, we need to see the young guys play. Kyle, you said earlier on the couch, we just need to see the yeah. young guys play. I'm on board, man. Like, I'm tired of watching, you know, these these older guys who are just trying to make a career. Like, I, I am kind of over it at this point. But at the same time, I, I'm trying to hold out, like, any kind of optimistic view on what those guys could bring, whether it's via trade, right. if they could be – like a bench piece moving forward. I mean, remember when Travis Wood got traded to the Cubs Mm -hmm. in like 2013 or 2012, whatever it was, no one thought he was going to be on the 2016 team and actually making some sort of impact for that team. Nobody knew he'd be a great left fielder. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, and that like he, of course he wasn't, he didn't have, he didn't have the biggest impact on that, that world series team, but he was part of that rebuild Like he was on all those bad teams there's got to be a few guys on this roster that are older that could potentially just be, like, a veteran piece or, I don't know, just something that helps when this team is good again. There there are people or players here besides the young guys that could potentially be something, and it's just I wish we could just fast forward to it because it just feels like the summer is just getting longer and longer. And in a way, that would be nice because the winters always suck here. But, like, man, like, to like some of these games, it's just it's tough sometimes watching. Whenever you feel like you see wisdom, and you're like, all this guy does is either strike out or hit homers, and then today he homers, but and then actually makes more contact than strike out, and you're like, well, why can't we get that more on a daily
1: basis? And it's like he did win me. Who forth. you got today? So he I did. appreciate that. He yeah. did. He did. I figured we dumped on him yesterday, so that. That was the right choice, and sure enough, the the baseball gods were like, yep, yep, he's going to hit one out today. You know, it it
2: would happen after I shit on him yesterday, so.
0: But, yeah, like you guys have kind of, like, mentioned with just, like, the farm. This farm is a really good farm system, but it's also a very young farm system. And so, like, looking to the farm for, like, reassurance, like you mentioned, is just, like, at this point in the rebuild just isn't feasible because their best prospects are – still in the lower depths of the minors aside from Brendan Davis when you look at you have Kevin Alcantara you have PCA and but it is it is a glimmer of hope to see a guy like Morell come up and show that he can play these different positions and he can hit home runs and he can he has he's he's shown he can maybe have some type of role on this team which is huge yeah. and when he gets called back up Clint Frazier is a name that I keep wanting to see more at bats from just He's young enough that he can maybe tap into some of the potential that he had earlier with the Guardians and then when he was traded to the Yankees. And he's one of those guys that maybe he's a vet on the next great Cubs team, like Jed likes to say. Yeah. And he's one of those names that are intriguing to me. And you're not going anywhere this season. Might as well give him those at-bats. Might as well give the the younger guys, the morels, more at-bats just to see what, what they can do, what they can't do, and use that information going forward. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Kyle. My thought process has changed here in the last,
1: like, three or four weeks. I'm starting to lean more toward if the person is not – if the player is not going to be a piece of the future. Yeah. They can be on the roster as a placeholder maybe if you want to, but realistically – because you can't bring everybody up at once because that's a terrible idea too. Right. You don't want to stunt the growth of a player. if He's not ready to be at the major league level. Um, but like someone like Morrell for now, I, I like seeing him in the lineup because number one, I've I really enjoyed the energy the last couple of days starting, you know, obviously the pinch hit home run is mm-hmm. as good as it gets, you know, but you could see the excitement run around the bases. Same thing today, though, like when he does something, it's I'm OK with him making mistakes for being overzealous like he had, he had the throw that went beyond third base and they ended up getting the runner at third base today. He, he sailed third base with a throw from center field. Okay, he was just trying to make a play. Like he'll he'll learn from that, but it's better than a guy being too timid out there in center field even if it does cost a game on a team that's probably not going anywhere this year. I I I wonder about this next round of trades that the Cubs will make cuz you mentioned the farm system, right? And you're like, well, the farm system is really really young. Like the best guys are at South Bend and Myrtle Beach right now, and some are starting, you know, Tennessee. But when the Cubs go to make these trades, would you still want them to get just the best players they can, no matter what age they are? You know, we talked about this when we've mentioned the Contreras thing. Do you or do you want to see would you be willing to take like 18, 19-year-old kids that are going to take longer and going to be up with those guys that are in South Bend and stuff now? Or are you getting to the point now where you, you want to start to see AAA, at least AAA guys, double AA, AAA guys that are closer to the major league level so it's not just
0: everybody in mm-hmm. one small I think you have to get, you have to start getting guys who are going to be up in the majors soon at this point. Like I understand where they were a year ago when they traded the core for the high upside. Cause the farm right. just was very depleted at that point. But yeah. two years now you're the Chicago Cubs. Like you need to start winning games. Like very quickly and be competitive, be one of at least a team that's in a playoff race competing. And you have, that starts with getting more high end talent. Like, an 18 or 19 year old might provide more upside, but it's it's going to be 2023 next year, and this team needs to needs to get back into that upper upper echelon of teams, and it's just yeah. unacceptable to just keep operating like this. Jack says in the comments, uh,
2: so are you saying this team won't compete until 2025? I don't know if we can wait that long, and I think he was he he sent that comment related to what you like the names you mentioned that are on the farm right now, right? And, you know, I've been very, like, loud about how the Cubs should compete next year, even if they did make these trades at the deadline. Because, right. I, depending on who all they send, obviously we think they'll probably send Robertson and Givens and, and probably Chris Martin. Contreras is probably yeah. on his way out, too. But if you actually send Stroman, Hendricks. Uh, oh, you've moved e, the timeline. Ian e, e, e Happ then you're then you really are moving the timeline to 2025 and i just i just don't think that is that that's not a move or a timeline that an organization like the Chicago Cubs should be moving to it's not the the infrastructure of this organization is not like it was in 202012 When Theo Epstein came in, it is much better. We've already seen how they can develop pitching with the Pitch Lab and everything. With the guys coming out of the bullpen, with still Killian in Triple A right now, and more arms down there coming that are actually in Triple A with him, and also in Tennessee too. So, like to me, like I don't, I don't think they're gonna win a World Series in 2023. But they should if they can. If they don't trade the entire roster at the deadline and you know, make, make some significant free agent moves. And then also you hope some more growth out of the system comes along. Yeah. Yeah, They can compete in 2023. Yeah. You're asking a lot there, but also you are the Chicago Cubs. You are a team that is, like I said yesterday, 15th in payroll. And uh, you have the most expensive ticket in town or in, in baseball. Like, I, I do. I have to say anything else. Like- no,
1: Jack says it on the chat. He says, You're the Chicago Cubs, Jed. Can't have VR and Vargas up the freaking middle. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, I mean, those are key spots on a roster. Cody, how did your bets do today? Uh, it went over, so just uh, pile, just it, pile on. it on.
2: Pile it on. Your scooter's broken. Scooter's broken. It's not really broken. Just got a flat well, yeah. tire. Got to fix that. It's just like I didn't feel good about the Cubs. The moment i came in just because of my mood coming in thanks to my electric scooter coming <laughs> to the office but anyway it's you know even though i lost it's it's still what did you what did you bet on i bet on the cubs money line oh okay <laughs> i i bet on the cubs It went out right i thought that it was a good bounce back day and i was wrong so anyway i made that bet on points bet and the best way to support chgo is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Want more? You can also boost your live same-game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And now online signup is available. In Illinois, you can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone and say at every show, if Luke can do it, all of you can do it. It's really that easy. Uh, I watched Luke make a video today, so he's actually getting better at coming his technology. He's coming along.
1: Old dog, new tricks.
2: <laughs> so what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet live your bet life with PointsBet. If you a problem, call one 800 4700
1: David on the chat was asking, do, do I have to be tech savvy to use PointsBet? Answer is absolutely not. No. All, no. I will say this. You just got to remember your passwords. Yeah. That's the key for me. Remember those passwords. Yeah. Um, CHGO, you know, we got these podcasts and post-game shows, every team, every day. Uh, we hope you're enjoying the written content as well. Ryan Herrera. Uh, was there late at the ballpark last night, early this morning for the Fergie Jenkins he's thing. Probably tired today. Uh, yeah, he's, he's going to rest well tonight. Uh, so premium written content, all chgo.com. Uh Dope merch for all the teams. Free shirt when you become a member. That unlocks that premium content and the members-only Discord as well. You know, so the Cubs lose. The positive going into the day was... Ferguson Jenkins Day. Now, Fergie certainly deserved this day. One of the Cubs Hall of Famers. Uh, So great to have him around the ballpark, Cubs convention, spring training. Like, the Cubs are really fortunate um, to have one of the all-time greats hanging around their players, around their fans, and being an ambassador for baseball in general, not just Cubs baseball. So, you know, we want to give him some time here. You know, Hall of Fame 1991, but – I just put down a couple stats that really stood out to me as, like, these are unbelievable. He won the Cy Young in 1971, but he had seven 20-win seasons. And I know statistics aren't the same today as they were back then. He was part of a four-man rotation. You know, pitching staffs weren't five or six. They were four-man. But seven 20-win seasons, six in a row with the Cubs. Yeah. Like, you want to talk about dominance – you may say that Jake Arrieta, and this is probably true, had the best single season ever pitched for the Cubs. You can talk about John Lester, and he was the guy that helped get him to the World Series and the big free agent move. You can talk about Greg Maddox. You can talk about... Pryor, 2003. Mark Pryor. You can talk about a lot yeah. of different guys as great pitchers in Cubs history. You can talk about Bruce Souter, Lee Smith. Yeah. Um, Fergie is the greatest pitcher in Cubs history. You know, if you're talking one game, it was Kerry Wood. If you're talking one season, it was Arietta. If you're talking about impact, it's probably Arietta or Lester. Uh Hendricks, crucial games, he's got an argument. Maddox is one of the for me, Greg Maddox is one of the easily five best pitchers in baseball history. But if I'm saying best pitcher in Cubs history for what he did with the Cubs, it's Fergie Jenkins. I mean, He averaged 276 innings. You know how insane that is? Like, now for a guy to get to 200 innings is almost unheard of. Yeah. 276 is what he averaged for his career. One guy had 200 innings
2: last year in baseball.
1: 49 shutouts, 267 complete games. That's insane. I mean, today, if you had that going out there, pitching with the way he threw the ball, pitcher's arms would be falling off. And that has nothing – I'm not saying that against the current players and the way they're built and the way the game has changed. I'm just saying this guy was unbelievable. Sometimes stats don't tell the whole story. In this case, they tell a lot of the story. We have a couple clips um, from Cubs Twitter, which came from the marquee pregame broadcast they had of uh, Fergie, and this was when they unveiled the statue at Gallagher Way. There's that statue row now that they've built, which is really cool. And this was Fergie after he had seen the statue, walked up to the podium for the first time.
3: When I was a little kid growing up in Chatham, Ontario, throwing rocks at passenger trains, never did I imagine being a 20-game winner, all right? Being an all-star winning at Cy Young and being a member of the 3000 Strikeout Club or even being in the Hall of Fame. But now this statue is sitting beside my fellow teammates, Ernie, Billy, and Ronnie. Believe me, I'm humble. I sh-
1: so, I mean, that. first of all, you have a guy that is humbled, a Hall of Famer that is still humbled today, and you just heard me list off just a few of the stats that are impressive about the guy, you know? Uh, and, and then he recognizes that he wasn't a lifetime Cub. Ten of his 19 seasons were with the Cubs, but one thing that certainly changed his life was being traded to the Cubs from the Phillies, and when he got here... He was surrounded by some teammates that changed his life, including his roommate, Ernie Banks, for a couple of years.
3: All right, 1966, we were roommates. We had a lot of fun. Uh, my other roommate was Ernie Banks, a special person, a special player. He taught me more than just what the game of baseball was all about. He taught me to respect the game and be a professional and be a professional all the time. As a pitcher, I learned to win. Losing never entered my mind. I had teammates
1: that... I mean, losing never entered his mind. Like, that's when you hear that... When you see players come up and you're talking about the mental side of the game, there's a guy that Ernie was in one ear, and in, the, in his head he already had that information like, this is what I'm doing, and he's not as worried about what the batter is doing as what he is... He's commanding. And I thought the way he ended this um, speech, which I thought was really great, was spectacular, the ending. You know, he thanks some guys, but um, on a day that is honoring him, he takes time to really signal the guys that helped get him there. You know, like he wouldn't be there without them. And so he wants you to tip a beer back tonight, not for him or just him, but for all these guys.
3: Now let's have the Budweiser flowing, and don't forget to have one in the honor of Ron Sando, Harry Carey, and Mr. Cub, Ernie Banks. And Billy and I will celebrate it together, for sure. Thank you, thank you, thanks everybody.
1: Pretty cool moment. I do, I do love what the Cubs have built with Gallagher Way. I think it's a great spot, you know, when the team is winning and they can watch it on the Jumbotron, but also for events like this. And so for all the freaking out there was over the statues being moved this winter, <laughs> it forget. was like, okay, they're coming back. And frankly, this is a better space for that. You know, people yeah. can come out, take pictures. You can see all of them in one spot. Uh, which leads us to the next question: Who will be the next Cub statue? We put that out on Twitter with a few choices yesterday. Ryan Sandberg got sixty-eight percent. Almost nice. Greg Maddox got eleven percent, and right in, which was mostly Sammy Sosa, eight percent. I think Rhino is correct. Um, right in, there were you know there's certain ones you, you think about and you go, what should it be? Well, somebody pointed out on that poll I was looking through, it's like, what about the celebration? You don't individually have to do Bryant or Rizzo at this moment, but like the White Sox have a 2005 statue right behind home plate. That would be cool. Yeah. Andre Dawson would be good.
2: Andre Dawson would be good.
1: Sammy would be good. I think Rhino is the right answer, though.
2: Yeah, Rhino's probably, I mean, even though I didn't ever get to see him play, the impact he left on the organization would he deserves a statue out there no doubt uh but i mean i think my entire generation would say sammy would, he would be the one after
1: that uh, yeah but and they got to let him back to the ballpark for that exactly and there's a whole there's a whole thing with that i just think rhino comes before sammy i'm not saying sammy yeah. doesn't deserve the statue i think you just kind of go in chronological I, order you go rhino yeah maybe maybe andre dawson next yeah andre dawson what about That's lee smith one.
4: Real quick, guys, we got our own Rhino here. He might want to uh, chime oh. into the conversation. Yeah, let's oh. see what he says
1: about oh. that. Oh, I what a, like tra- that, Joey. I what like a transition! What
5: a transition!
1: That was uh, awesome. So, what do you think, uh, Rhino? What's the next statue? Who should it be?
5: Alfonso Soriano. Uh, <laughs> no,
1: and it would be like this. You can't see me. He'd be doing the John Cena. Uh, Alfonso Soriano, yes. How's it
5: going, guys? Good. How, How are you good? doing? Long That's day, good. huh? Good. The old, the old uh,
1: night game, day game turnaround.
5: Oh my god! Night game, night game into a day game that also included a statue dedication. That's that's what the job is. By the way, good to see you, Kyle. How's it going?
0: How's it going? I, I don't think I've seen Ryan in a like a month or so. <laughs>
5: I think so. Yeah, for like post game right that stuff. It's yeah. Been a while.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: well. we've missed you. you. You can come around. You know. <laughs> yeah. He's a busy man.
4: Uh, what was?
1: Go ahead, all right. Cody. <laughs>
2: What was uh what was the vibe like there during a Fergie Jenkins uh ceremony uh you know from watching it on marquee from my apartment before coming in um you know as someone who never got to see him pitch it was it was still cool to watch to see a Cubs legend like that get enshrined uh but like it, to me again it's because i never got to see him pitch like to me the like when they finally put someone up there that I got to watch, it'll be different for me. What was it like there being around it with all of the, like, former teammates and everything like that?
5: Yeah, I mean, that, that was the cool part. I'm kind of in the same boat, Cody. Like, I never got to see him pitch. And, you know, was, again, just I've like, been only been around baseball the last couple of years, so haven't really got a chance to interact with Fergie too much. But, I mean, obviously, Cubs legend and and someone that's always around, someone that's always Doing the seventh inning stretch or on the video board stuff like that so you we, you know we, we've obviously been exposed to him um but yeah i mean the vibe was just like you know seeing billy williams uh out there seeing ryan sandberg carrie wood was there lee smith uh the hawk was there I mean even cc sabathia showed up and adam jones were out there those are two names two names you probably wouldn't have thought were gonna be there but yeah i mean, I mean it's cool it's, it's it's honoring a legend that you know frankly has probably deserved it for a while I mean pat hughes said it right like pretty much right away he's like fergie's the greatest pitcher in Cubs history and it's you can't really argue that um so it was it was just a, a long awaited kind of honor for him um and de- i mean definitely the vibe itself was just like you know everyone's having fun it's you have this whole gallagher way is honestly a lot bigger than i thought it was <laughs> like if it fit, it fit a good amount of people in there um, but you know everyone especially with fergie uh, the town crier from Fergie's hometown and and Canada was there, which is pretty cool. I, I think Wrigleyville should get a town crier. That, that would be pretty pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> but the trumpets there. I mean, just everyone there, you know, talking about Fergie, and honestly, like you know, telling me a lot a lot more about Fergie than I even knew already. Um, again, goes back to just not having been around, exposed to Fergie as much growing up. But um, yeah, definitely a very cool ceremony for him. A, a well deserved honor and just. You know, the game, the game did not do, pull, up, you know, pull its end of the bargain for sure. But uh, just yeah, this morning was it was a very cool experience and very cool thing to be at. I
1: I see one in the chat and I think it's a great question for debate. Uh, Jack says out of Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, Lester, Arietta, and Hendricks, if you pick one who gets a statue out of that group, because you're not going to have like, that's why you know the White Sox did their. World Series championship, but you know mm-hmm. that like other guys are going to still get one. That is a difficult question. Like, that is what's the group again,
5: Luke? List the the group again.
1: is Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, Lester, Arietta, Hendricks. Off the bat, I would mm-hmm. say Rizzo or Lester. I think it's Lester. Rizzo or Lester, but Bryant is your MVP out of that group. He's your rookie of the year. I
2: I think Rizzo is the answer here. If you if you could only pick one, it all started with him. He was the first guy who came up. He was he was quote unquote the captain. He you know, he with everything he does in the community, like I, I think there's a bigger I think there's a bigger uh, yeah. I think
1: you would if, if you could find a way you'd do it together, it's Bryant sure. throwing across the field and mm-hmm. Rizzo jumping up and you put it's the first double statue because yeah. everybody's associated the two of them together. And to just do one and not the other would be very, very difficult, in my opinion.
2: And unfortunately, like, God, I hate bringing it up, but like the all these other guys who have statues, they spent their entire well, yeah, they spent their entire Cubs tenure or their entire careers with the Cubs.
1: And these guys aren't and Or, or or most of it like they're they're associated. Yeah, like Fergie played. Nine other seasons, but he yeah. had a big chunk with the Cubs, you know. Uh, right, Billy.
5: Billy got traded to the. A's, yeah, Sano got traded, but career.
1: you're you're right. Like it's still you associate okay. them
5: with the Cubs. Yeah, uh, I get what you're saying, Cody. You associate them as Cubs for life, and I think that I want to see that happens. Like you know, because of the, they, their careers ended so long ago, and they were so good. Obviously, with the Cubs, they were good in other places too, but with the Cubs, were so good, and then they just kind of gravitated back towards Chicago after their playing days. So I think maybe give it. Forty years, and you'll think of Anthony Rizzo as a Chicago Cub over over any other team. I, I think Ryan, you just gotta wait, Cody. Just wait till you're wait till you're seventy-one. You'll be, you'll 71? be. I
1: won't even be around for that. Probably yikes. Uh,
5: Forty years from now,
1: I would say,
2: in time, yeah, we'll probably always like people will probably always remember Rizzo as a Cub unless he does win a World Series with the Yankees. Uh, but like Lester, like Lester's. He's beloved in Boston, too. Like, I I don't know. And I love John Lester. I think I, if it was up to me, I'd put a statue of John Lester out there, too. I mean, there were so many guys from this 2016 team that I feel like you deserve a statue out there. They they completed the biggest, like, they, yeah. they completed the last great American sports story. There deserves to be more than one statue of, of those guys out there. I, so I, Arietta.
5: I think I get what Luke is saying, where, you know, just like you can't really pick one, so you kind of got to – figure out a way to put a few of them in there is the, like, I think that's the only way to do it. Cause I'm not saying like those girls, those guys weren't good, but I mean, did they have the Cubs careers that Santo, Banks, Billy Williams, freaky Jenkins had? I, I mean, Anthony Rizzo was here for almost a decade, but, um, I don't know, I don't off the top of my head I how many all-star appearances he had. He didn't win any MVPs or anything like that. Um, you know, Chris Bryant had the one MVP, but he was with the Chicago for like five years, six years. Same with Bias. I mean, he didn't even have an MVP. So, I mean, I don't know if any of them individually even have the career worthy of a statue. So I think, I think just in the fact that all of them combined, you know, broke the curse. That the best way to do that would be to, if you wanted to, to figure out a way to have at least a majority of them in kind of enshrined together. You know,
4: devil's advocate, really quick, because I agree. Maybe none of them had the individual achievements that warrant the statue. I don't care how it ended. Build the Theo statue.
1: Oh yeah. Theo deserves. Well, what about a Joe Madden as the manager? That's what I
4: was thinking too. Joe yeah. Madden, Theo, like there's a lot of guys. Theo's the one for me. I mean that when you think about just turning around the organization in so many ways and, and just the respect around the league and doing things the right way. And I just think, yeah, that's an that would be a home run. If there's one individual, I will agree. Theo deserves it. And a he has to be like <laughs> he would probably be the first guy, the first executive, you know, to have a statue Like <laughs> yeah, the first yeah.
1: president of baseball operations uh, to have a statue. It just depends on how many like if they're going to build it build statues all the way around Gallagher Way, now it sort of changes how many guys go in there. Um Yeah. You know, I think
5: if I'm correct, there's like they have the four statues there and they looks like little podiums that could fit two more. So I think I think we're looking at two
1: at least two more. Like I'll, little, I'll give you little, another like
5: The little building block foundations.
1: You know, Harry Carey's there. Shouldn't Jack Brickhouse have something yeah. as a or broadcaster? And and if you're going to have Jack Brickhouse, then uh, the conversation can start with Pat Hughes pretty soon for as long as he has been yes. uh, the radio voice of the Cubs. So, like, there's a lot of different names. And when you think of all those players, I was saying, definitely they need to have a 2016 sculpture of some kind out there like that needs to happen real quickly um Lester may be the only hall of famer out of that group probably um Chris Bryant could but a lot of that would have to continue with another team most likely like I don't think I don't think Anthony Rizzo is going to be a hall of famer I don't think Baez is going to be a hall of famer Lester is the best and and right now all those guys are hall of famers out there that's why I say the next one is 100% Rhino, but then it probably should be the 2016. Right. Just like championship trophy. And it's crazy cuz I can't think of like another team and
4: sp- like to us those guys are are more than Hall of Famers. You know, like that that is such like a it's just a different type of achievement and they'll be they'll be
1: Cubs legends forever regardless of how the rest of their careers play out. Like okay. like you guys all know. And yet outside of Ernie Banks for Cubs fans, if you go worldwide and say Chicago Cubs, the image is the hop and Sammy Sosa, period. Whether the Cubs like it or not, like that is, that is factual. And, and, and there, you can debate the cheating and not cheating and what it meant around baseball. I'm just saying if you went worldwide and, and said the word Chicago Cubs, Sammy Sosa would be the name still probably even more associated than Ernie Banks. Probably. You know, I, and that's,
5: cool the, the, the hop, I think Sammy the deserves a statue. I
1: really do. Cool. Yeah.
5: But I'm saying like the hop, the hop itself, like is, oh, in yeah, statue would form would be pretty right?
1: cool. No, it, it's it's either think, his stance or it's the, the hop. And statue. for me, the cooler statue would be the hop. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I replied to the poll yesterday. I was like, Sammy Sosa deserves a statue. Like, it's like, yeah. Rhino. But Ryan said there's like two little spots out there. Sammy Sosa, if it was up to me, I'd go Rhino and then Sammy Sosa. Andre Dawson was great, you know, he's a Hall of Famer too.
1: That's it could it could but, be Rhino and Andre Dawson the but next like,
2: two. Like yeah. Sammy
1: Sosa literally helped save the game. And he leads the Cubs
2: all time in homers. Like I don't care about the steroids everyone's using steroids. I don't care about your stupid cork bat. Like I don't care. And no one else should either. It's been twenty plus years. Like, just let it go.
1: <laughs> That's just me. I'm not sure Kerry Wood wants the twenty strikeout statue, but that would be. They should have a shrine of something
2: w- related to that. You can start to build something. something for your. I mean, you're yeah. going to
1: start building something out there at Gallagher Way. That's the way it's starting to look. Yeah. Whatever. Um. Real quick, Ryan, what what was it like afterwards? Obviously, it was a strange game. You know, we were thinking, hey, we've got Stroman, Hendricks. Steel Miley going and so far the first two haven't been able to do it and the wind was part of the problem today at least.
5: Yeah, I mean that's the kind of the theme of the game was the wind was literally you looked at the flags the flags were blowing straight out to the center field so like very you knew there was going to be a lot of home runs so yeah, I don't what was it 11 11 or 12 home runs that ended up being something like that didn't know we'd see that many but that's what we got. Um I mean as far as like Hendricks said there was a few that you know missed on a couple I uh, left a couple up. The uh, I think Rojas might have hit one off of him, um, but I think I, can't, I don't have the box goal right in front of me. But um, just a couple of the home runs that Hendricks gave up. Uh, he said just kind of you know they they put good swings on balls that he missed with, and on a day like today, you can't really do that. Obviously, uh, I mean you think about it like on paper, like Cal Hendricks is a ground ball pitcher, and so he it, it seems like oh he would be good in on a, a, a day like this, but uh, obviously if you're missing up if you're just not hitting your spots, um, you know, things can go haywire pretty quickly. So I think that's just kind of what it was is, I don't know, again, how did they like this? How they like today? You can't miss your spots because when you do, obviously we saw the Diamondbacks hit seven home runs. So <laughs> that's how it goes.
2: Yeah. Uh, David Peralta, he had the hardest hit home run off Kyle Hendricks today at 104 miles per hour and an 840 expected batting average analytics. Uh, so yeah, Which, um, <laughs> actually. Great. I was trying
4: to make a meme the other day, but I was I was like, my parents were getting mad at me because I was at the dinner table. But it was when Cody was doing this whole shtick about how it was his birthday and he was becoming an analytics guy. I took a picture of him drinking okay. mayo, and then I and then I did the side by side with like Jonah <laughs> Hill and and Brad Pitt and Moneyball. It's like Cody age thirty versus
1: Cody age thirty one. <laughs> <Like, laughs> now things change quickly here. Uh. Uh, Ryan, real, oh, real gosh. quick, because uh, I know there is another podcast bumping up right against us tonight. Uh, any news or nuggets for Saturday's game as as they move forward in the series?
5: Um, as far as what, like, what, like, anything that they told us in the dugout? Big. It's just Steele
1: again. Were there, Were there any you know yeah, expectations for him moving forward?
5: Um, I mean, I know that they we talked to Ross a couple of days ago, and he. as far as steel goes you know that that seven inning 10 strikeout game he had on sunday was probably the best start of his career um obviously it was career high 10 strikeouts uh so it's just it's building on that and i think that's kind of how a lot of he looks at a lot of things with with these pitchers Is you know now they kind of started having that that run you know 10 games or so where they were starting to figure things out um it's just building off that kind of stuff so uh, as far as justin Steele goes it's making sure he's doing the same things and and just keeping that. can you expect 10 strikeouts again, who knows? but um, making sure he's doing the right things and mechanics, everything that worked for him on Sunday, just kind of carrying it into, uh, into, into tomorrow's game too. Sounds
1: good. Thanks, and, Ryan. Did uh, we'll we, be looking. We, oh, yeah, um, go ahead.
5: Yeah, let's say, did we, did, did we give a winner for um, who you got? Are we? Well
1: yeah, I, I want ahead. wisdom. Wisdom wins that with the home run, right? Yeah, None of our guys did, so. did great, but wisdom did better than the rest. I was yeah. say, like when Reebok, Check that out,
0: Reebok Reebok Cody.
2: Up, <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh,
5: my God. There you go. When Rivas came, came up right there, I thought I thought he was going to backdoor win that for me.
1: I so, did, uh, too. I said, boy, yeah. well, you got a shot to yeah. to steal this at late in the game. Um, we'll yeah, be looking for your stuff at allchgo.com, right. all and uh, you'll be there this weekend, right?
5: Yeah, we'll, we'll all be here tomorrow. Jared's in for me Sunday, so obviously you can look for his stuff, too, this weekend.
1: Sounds good. Great job. Thanks, Ryan. See
5: you, you, bro. Peace out.
1: Want to start your day with a competitive edge? Strava CBD Coffee is a game changer. It's helped thousands of people improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh-roasted, specialty coffee infused with organic, broad-spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you. Um, I've tried it. I like it. You know, I'm not even a coffee drinker necessarily, but I thought I'll give it a shot. Helps you feel alert and focused without the jitters. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can help you enjoy more restful sleep so you're feeling your best. And really, the best part is that it's all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh and shipped straight to your door. They also offer concentrated full-spectrum CBD for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with powerful entourage of Benefits with effects. Now, CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when they use the code CHGO25. It's 25% off your entire order at stravacraftcoffee.com when you use the code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only, one use per customer. And if you already love Strava, subscribe and save at the Strava Coffee Club. You're in control. Saving on your favorite coffees having them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. So, game three of the series, Madison Bumgarner against Justin Steele. We just heard, you know, Ryan pointing out, so that was Steele's best start of the season. Bumgarner, I mean, the guy's old, but he's still got an ERA at 2.29, and so this will not be an easy one right here. You know, you're trying to at least oh, pull a split year. in this series at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I like uh, whoever Stephen W is in the in the comments. He says, "Watch us win six straight." Got to be patient this year. Yeah, I like that optimism. I need to drink some of that Kool Aid. I need some of it today. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we got to remember this Diamondbacks team is still the Diamondbacks. They're coming off w- losing six straight. Now they've won two straight. Cubs have dropped three in a row. Yep. Uh, I think what we'll get the Cubs back into the win. If they were to split the series, they're going to need Steele to give a similar performance that we saw Sunday. And we're going to need uh, Miley to, to be similar to what we saw on Monday. Uh, and that's six, seven innings, three runs or less and hope and pray to God, that the Cubs offense can bust something out because uh, that's when they, when they won those six of nine games, like they, they're, they were getting the pitching and the offense was timely. So, again, yeah, Bumgarner is—he's probably I, anyone think he's a Hall of Famer? He three rings. He has a case. one of the greatest yeah, postseason pitchers I think he, of all time. I
1: think because of the postseason,
3: he's yes. probably going to get there. Yeah, yes. yeah
2: right. Like going up against a, a Hall of Fame caliber pitcher here uh, tomorrow. I, you know, it, the Cubs have hit, have hit well off lefties. If there's, if you want me to spin spin zone for you, um, so yeah, I mean. Listen, it's it, it's been a roller coaster type year. A lot of waves. Uh <laughs> drop three in a row. If you win the next two you go to Cincinnati to play the the Triple A Reds. So uh you know, who knows, maybe I'll feel a lot different when we come in on Monday than I do right now.
1: <laughs> That's what we're hoping for, right? <laughs> Kyle, great to see you. Thanks for coming Good in today. To be here. Cody, good luck with your bets this weekend. Gonna need it. Yep. And we'll 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 pick this up again next week. Uh, thanks for dropping in to check out the CHGO Cubs post game show presented by PointsBet. Uh, Brendan and Corey will have the series recap for you coming up Sunday night into Monday morning. And then we'll be back uh, for more games all next week, right on into the White Sox on the weekend. Uh, have a great weekend.